0: Welcome to Utterly Astounded, where eschatology meets current events meets real life, at least my regular real life at home here in Southern California. I have back with me for part two on evangelism, my dear friend, Anna Sanders. I encourage you to listen to part one if you haven't yet. So this morning, we are going to start with some questions here. More practically, how do we evangelize? And what does that look like and how we can grow in it? So the first thing we want to talk about is how do we put off fear of man and unbelief? And by definition, we would say, what is fear of man? Well, that is something that we can all be guilty of. And it's explained in Proverbs 29, which says, "...the fear of man brings a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be safe." By contrast, we have Proverbs 1.7, which says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. So fearing man is caring far more what they think than what God thinks. And a snare means a bait or a hook or to be trapped. But... In contrast, fearing the Lord means that you will be wise. And I love this Isaiah reference. Isaiah 51.7 says, listen to me, you who know righteousness, you people in whose heart is my law. Do not fear the reproach of men. That's a command. Do not fear the reproach of men, nor be afraid of their insults. So God says, if we have fear of man, that kind of mindset, we are going to be weak and we are going to dishonor him. So we want to put off fear of man and we want to put off what others think and we want to honor God with our actions when it comes to loving and witnessing to the lost. So what do we what do? We do? Anna, help us out here on <laughs> fearing man versus fearing the Lord.
1: Okay, well, what a joy to be back. Thank you, Lynn. A privilege and a joy. Um, yes, I actually suffered from fear of man at the top end of when I had just gotten saved. I um, was just overjoyed and overwhelmed and deeply grateful and thankful. But I um, I had some wrong thinking about a target audience. My husband is a physician and works with a lot of Jewish men and doctors and um, men that are doctors. And I just had this idea that it would be a good idea to reach out to them, but I felt intimidated because I did not know all the prophecies and the prophecies in the Old Testament that the Jewish community, that community might know. And um, it was shutting me down. It was wrong that I thought that way. I, I know that the gospel is extremely powerful, but I wanted to aim it with an Old Testament you know, preview. I called up Jews for Jesus. The man that picked up the phone, the the president of um, Jews for Jesus, tu- Tuvia Zaretsky, I asked him if he would please help me, teach me, George and I, how to evangelize Jewish, a Jewish woman or Jewish man, Jewish couple.
0: I just think that that is something to be gleaned from, which is you looked around your sphere of influence, if you will, and mm. you said... The people that I'm interacting with mostly are going to be Jews, for for instance. I mean, that's yeah. going to be a big part of the population that I am interfacing with. So what can I do to
1: reach, uh, them. reach them for their Messiah
0: group? exactly. And if you be Messiah. for any different uh, area with different kind of jobs, what have sure. you. If there's somebody that you want specific segues with you want to do a little work and research and finding out how
1: best to address them, which is what you did with these Jewish folks. That's right. That's right. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is living and active and powerful. And the just the gospel itself carries great power. And it is the power. I am not the power, but the words that we speak, if you're any anyone who is a born again Christian has the power of the words of the gospel to speak; it, the word does the work. The right. word of God does the work. We just need to be faithful givers. And for me um, to reduce the fear of man, um, I need to. I need to look at how much I'm loving God. Okay, it's really a factor of from fear, sinful fear, needs to be repented of, to a proper fear slash deep reverence for God. He is not only a creator of us, but he spoke five words and he created the stars. His power is so far beyond our little limited mind and scope, but it's the same God who loves in that magnanimous way, massively, that I need to imitate. I'm commanded in Ephesians 5.1 to be an imitator of God. Woe, woe, woe! Woe be to all of us if we ignored that. That is a command. That is a charge for us. So for me, I needed to um, rehearse what I would say. And I think um, one of your next questions of what are some of the verses? But I need I w- Anna needs to memorize verses that are aligned with this grace trap track, like. I would open up a conversation to a normal person by saying, Do you know that God, Creator God, is Jesus Christ? And that He is the Creator? Colossians 1.16, um, John one one through 3 And did you know Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then I would jump to verse 26 and 27, which are memorized. It says, the Trinity is speaking to each other. And they say, Let us create mankind a.k.a. male and female, in our own image and in our likeness. Christ that died for us and rose from the dead is also our creator. So that's a point of entry for either a Jewish person or a Gentile, for anybody, because every human being has a soul, and every human being is made in the image of God. And I I think that that is a great elevating point. Because a lot of people buy the lie of evolution, okay? And maybe that enters into some of their fear of man, which is just all wrong thinking. But the point is, is that we are made in the image of God, not in the image of a gorilla or a chimpanzee.
0: No, and I think that's a very strong point these days. Because otherwise, I think we talked about that last time, which I love, is if you do believe evolution, then... You're not giving God glory no. because we have been made in his image. And to not give him glory is something that we don't want to do. That's the wrong track. That is the wrong track. It's the wrong track. And the fact that we have been created and that we can be connected to our creator is a very hopeful truth. And we talk about this a lot mm-hmm. because people need hope. The world is dying. They need hope and they need the hope of Christ and the resurrection
1: right and they need to and they're burdened they, they may mm-hmm. not know it right but every human being is being you know burdened to a degree of sinfulness that they go into depression they are burdened to the core they're taking drugs for their depression but they don't know the key to offloading all the junk the sin thinking the sin words the sin actions is mm-hmm. repentance right repentance and that means well they have to ask god in prayer to forgive them their sins Mm -hmm. but every most of the human beings are not doing that majority even religious folk aren't praying if you're praying to buddha you're off the track right
0: and isn't that interesting to really say to somebody you know with all the depression that you're under or all of this weight that you feel and sometimes even you know ludicrous Uh, leading to suicidal thoughts Mm -hmm. and ideations, et cetera, to just say, do you know that that it's a prayer away for those things to be lifted off of you? Your psychiatrist will tell you we can maintain it. We can manage your anxiety. Jesus Christ says, no, I can free you from it completely. So, oh, that's just wonderful. And a whole nother topic. You got to come back again. You (laughs) see how we do this? And then it's another time and another time. So So I, 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 I uh, I love the the idea that when we don't when we don't give the gospel th- these are things we need to think of and you can speak to this as well what are we doing when we sort of we are refusing to believe god we're not putting off unbelief we're we're fearful we are judging god we're judging him and that he won't save this person, perhaps. Yep, that's, we're what judging, that's what they're thinking. They don't know it. They can't that's, articulate it, but, but that's, where that's
1: what's coming through to him.
0: Right, and we're judging the gospel. The gospel is not mighty enough to save because it, we would give it more often if we thought that it would, do, it would do the work. And then we're judging the person. This person's not going to believe. They we were, we were, we're already assuming something about them.
1: Mm-hmm. And then what that's happens in the
0: end that's wrong thinking because Mm -hmm. we judge God, we're judging the gospel and we're judging the person and we're judging them all wrongly. (laughs) Right. We have to, we have to think the way God thinks about this.
1: Right. We do. Absolutely. And that kind of thinking is all prompted by underlining sinful fear. Okay. The sinful fear like that again, needs to be repented of in believers. And they need to move out in fear of God and faith. All fear, sinful fear, proper fear, reverent fear for God, and faith. They need to put their faith on and actually repent in the sense that they have harmed and disconnected for a time their relationship with God. If they think they're just okay with going on and choosing just oh, I won't talk to them about the gospel they're they're like you said they're judging and we are to love freely we're to love the lost and and even in Matthew 5 like 42 43 it says love your enemies that's a command to love our enemies so you know we we don't have to cozy up to them but we need to love Christ and God and the Holy Spirit enough to to move us out to be impartial, so that goes back to the theology of who God is, and we are to be little imitators of that. So we cannot and must not be partial or prejudiced. We need to freely give to one and all, no matter Jew or Greek or Jew or Gentile, as you would say. Yes, the Bible says Jew, Jew and Greek. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but we're Gentiles. Gentiles. And um, and and press
0: on. I love what you said that this is a way to love our enemy. It's one of God's commands. And of course, everybody is an enemy of God before they're born again. Yes. But I think that this is key because in these days, as they're getting darker and Jesus said that we do need to do this, it's going to get harder and harder to love our enemies because we're going to have more and more of them as more and more people are opposition Mm -hmm. and angry about Christianity. So we're going to get that. So this is a terrific way to begin to develop that muscle as well, to Mm -hmm. love our enemies. Our
1: spiritual muscles.
0: Right. When we're giving them a track and a word of life and and inviting them to know Christ, even though they may be opposed, even though they may be in darkness, even though they may be suppressing the truth and unrighteousness, it's a way for us to break that down and love them anyway. And we need to develop that
1: because we are going to be facing that a lot more. That's right. But then you can bring that conversation around if, if that's part of the conversation you're having, um, to eternity. You know, the evolution, people think they're just going to go out of existence and that's a lie. So it is a little bit, um, there are some sharp edges, but it would be unkind not to say that's a lie. That is not truth. You, you, that speaking the truth in love's, means you have to crystallize out the philosophies, what is right and what is wrong. And they have the wrong narrative, the wrong idea, and and Satan's very happy about that, frankly. He wants people to be confused and stay confused. But we're here talking today, Lynn, out of love for our Lord. I'm striving to put on um, strength and love of Christ and Not worry about the opposition. Okay, our dear God, Jesus Christ, is risen from the dead. He is ruling and reigning right now as what? As king. As king of his kingdom, all of us. We are his kingdom. And that makes you and I daughters of the king. And I want to represent that with truth. And that means taking whatever the people say back in kindness and, and just telling them, in an exalted way, exalting Christ, that they are made in the image of God. And so I break through and tell them, no, you're not a relative. I already said about to a chimpanzee Mm -hmm. or an ape, (laughs) but that can't be overstated because most people do believe that. It's their loophole for why they can live any way they want. Absolutely. And it's not okay. It's sin in the eyes of God. Right, right. Okay, so... We
0: are looking at dispelling myths now, and so we talked about fearing man, how we want to put that off. We want to fear God, but there is a myth that the only people that should be giving the gospel or can give the gospel are the ones that have the quote-unquote gift of evangelism. That's not true. We're all called to evangelize. If you're a Christian, you need to evangelize and be an ambassador for Christ, but a lot of people will say, well, it's just not my gift, and so kind of give themselves a pass in that way. But you know what's really interesting in in this case? I have heard so many stories by people who are saved by very timid, sometimes even awkward gospel presentations. Maybe the people aren't the best presenters in the world. Maybe they stumble over their words. But I know mighty men and women of God who have been saved by some nondescript person who is not that. Uh, I would just say... Articulate. Not th- yeah, thank you. Maybe not that articulate. Who is just being faithful. The messenger is not the important part. The message is the important part. With the parable of the sower, Jesus gives the, the sower... Um, right on. the you know The sower sows the word. The soil is the hearer that only God can change. I have to sow the seed. You have to sow the seed and then... God gives the increase, and that's Mm, what we're responsible Mm -hmm. for. And I love this, what uh, our pastor says, which is... Uh, so sparingly reap sparingly, so bountifully reap bountifully. You sow the seed humbly, obediently, and diligently, knowing that your usefulness is proportionate to your sowing. This leads to divine blessing, eternal reward, and purchased friends for eternity. That's
1: beautiful and Isn't true. Isn't that
0: beautiful and true? Yeah.
1: So That's it's an encouragement.
0: It is. So we don't have to be concerned about ourselves. We shouldn't be. It's not the. It's not the messenger. Mm-hmm. We're not the important part. It's Mm -hmm. the gospel, which is the message, and then the soil where it lands. Yes. So, if you would just talk a little bit about the gift, quote unquote, of evangelism and what you think of that and what you think of all of us having
1: the uh, command on our lives to Mm -hmm. do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you said the lion's share already. But so, being a gracious Christian, of course, and speaking the words in uh, of the gospel and truth um, and love and know what you're going to talk about. Be, be prepared. I personally, uh, I think the majority, maybe 90, 95% of all the wonderful gospel opportunities that I'm given are short. So um, it's somebody's doing a delivery or it's speaking to someone in the grocery store or just fly by times. And I'm just saying, I have to have my sound bites prepared. So I do. And we'll probably speak about that in the next question. But for now, that's also a reason why I carry gospel tracts. You know, Paul the Apostle was writing to Timothy, his one of his most beloved sons of the faith, and in Second Timothy four four five, he says to Timothy, But you, meaning Timothy, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. And indeed, people who are in the pulpit preaching um, the Word of God, they are and do have the gift of evangelism. I mean, pastors are in that role, and they study and go to seminary and uh, hone that skill and articulate magnificently. Right. So what about us? Um well, I spoke about that last time that, again, the Great Commission, when Jesus gave the Great Commission, he didn't just single out pastors. He single He didn't single out pastors. He gave it to all, and he gives all his authority to all believers, and it's everybody and all, male and female. So he's given all of us the charge, and with that, that means every believer who has ever believed the gospel from top to bottom has been given the authority to speak the truth in love which is the full counsel of of the gospel and it's done through the power of the holy spirit in collaboration with the work of scripture with the work of the word and so there are you know for these little times where I have maybe one or two minutes, I have chosen out certain scriptures that I will memorize and I have memorized, and I will say those scriptures to people. And one of the key ones that I open with is the, the um, staying in the New Testament is, I will say John 3.16, which I love dearly, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him will have everlasting life will not perish, perish but have everlasting life and that is in fact um transcendent that truth is a message of love and it's the reason why God the Father sent his son out of that great love and it's it's a beautiful way to start a segue conversation
0: that's a beautiful way to start i i, I like that i agree with you that's john 3:16 and so many people know that one And so that's familiar as well. So it's transcendent and beautiful and familiar. And there's other ones I know that you have memorized as well that you can say really from your heart. And what are some of those?
1: Yes. I, I followed this up again, trying to kind of unseat the, um, the thought of evolution. I will say, and, and, by the way, God so loved the world. And that is not a hate message. That is a love message, a message of love, and um, the world tries to change that and turn it upside down, and again, it's another lie. Um, John 14:6 is really important to everyone, to me and to everyone. Jesus says himself, who is God the Son, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one will come to the Father again. No one will come to the Father except through me. It's exclusive. It's exclusive, and it's through Jesus Christ who paid the price, and it cost him everything.
0: For Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous,
1: that he might bring us to To God, 1 Peter 3.18. That's exactly right. And so the way is narrow. That's Matthew 7, 13 and 14. The way is narrow and constrained and constricted. And there are few that enter. They they actually put that word few. So that's startling and stunning. And I, um, I would beg everyone to go look that up and see that there are many on the broad road. And those people on the broad road are not the pagans. Those are religious people, Lynn. They're church-going, temple-going people that are checking a moral box, going and saying, I did it, and then living any old way they want from... Be it Saturday, whatever day they worship, to the next time they worship, um, sinning from here to Peoria and back. Right. And that's not a transformed life. It is not. Mm-hmm. It is not. But they're very religious and think that they're good and going. Right. But they're good and going n- not to heaven. They're going somewhere else. Right. But... So- the but, other one too. But we're going to be gospel but, evangelists yes, with them. Yes, we are. Yes, we are.
0: So <laughs> it's, the other one, there's Ephesians two eight through nine. For by grace you we have been, been saved, saved through faith. faith, and this not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Of course, and that's about having faith. And not works cannot save you, which is another big myth that
1: people have. It is. Right? It It truly is. It's mm -hmm. it's huge. Mm -hmm. Many of the people on the broad road, the religious broad road, are thinking that they are working their way to heaven. And that's a big lie from the enemy. Right. But it is interesting, though, Lynn, after we are saved, we are doing good works unto Jesus, not for earning our salvation but to be obedient to the call and this is one of those calls is giving the gospel and being an evangelist we aren't the gifted evangelist but we all are called to be an evangel good news evangel means good news
0: good news we good were giving, news good, giver good news not giver.
1: bad news the bad news is that no one's perfect right but if you even sin once you're disqualified from heaven just once well, nobody I know. I don't know anybody that just has only sinned once. Do you? No.
0: And that's a wonderful question Asked actually to ask even is if you, well, that's something we can unpack a little bit about if you're a sinner, if you've only sinned once that that disqual- disqualifies you. Yes, ma'am. Most people do not think of it that way. I certainly did not before I was saved. So mm-hmm. those are good probing questions. And I was thinking about this as well. This is sort of an argument from the greater to the lesser. If we aren't evangelizing when it's still relatively easy, because we're not, we're facing some persecution, but it's not really hot right now. Not yet, but we're heading into it. But if we're not doing it yet, if we're not doing it now, what are we going to do when the persecution is fired up? even more. So we need to be doing it now is my point. We we have to be doing Prepare. it now. Yep. And- Jeremiah 12:5 If you run with the footmen and they have wearied you, then how can you contend with horses? And if in the land of peace in which you trusted they wearied you, then how will you do in the flood plain of the Jordan? I love that verse because it's saying if you can't keep up at this moment, mm-hmm. what are you going to do when it re- gets really bad? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's it's funny too, everyone, you you're gonna be attacked if you're silent. You you get attacked now if you're silent. If you don't line up with the cancel culture or whatever, and you're not vocal about the things that they're saying and chanting along with them, they get angry at you because you're not speaking up on their side. So they're gonna get you one way or the other. So what I'm saying is <laughs> speak, give the truth, give the gospel, do it now. Being quiet, being silent, that's not going to win the day. Well, it's not going to win the day for the Lord. It's not going to win no. the day for what you are called to do. It's
1: not going to win souls. It's not going to win. And, and it's being ashamed. And it, it is. Th- they're caving, is. Into, fear caving man, into fear, of, fear of man, which is a sin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we are not to fear that. We are not to fear the opposition. Carry the gospel tracks, get the story, get going, train yourself, memorize, and prepare and pray.
0: And what would you say to someone, this is just a question off the top of my head, but because we have so many, as we talked about a little bit last time, lies floating around and we know that this, what we have here in the word is truth. How, what would you say to somebody that said, well, how do you know that that's true? I mean, there's all these different religions. How do you know that you have the one that's true?
1: Because, well, I don't know. Have you ever heard anyone say that Buddha is God? Or, no. 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 Or how about Islam? Is Mohammed, they call him a what? A prophet. So the God of the universe, the only God, is Yahweh. Yahweh, God. Adonai.
0: And you would also say,
1: as I've heard you say before, which I think is cuts
0: to the chase of it as well, is that there's no other person who, of course, None lived a perfect life oh, and then died in your place as well. Of course. I mean, but you yes, know, sometimes we don't think of that. And we have to say, look, there's all these yeah, different lies clamoring for attention. But what perfect person ever walked the, a the righteous earth, life. a righteous yes. life, lived perfectly, and then died a horrible crucif- crucifixion death in your place? Nobody else did that. No. Jesus is the only one who the ever only name. did that. It's the only right. name. Right, right, right. I want to talk... Briefly, I know it was a conversation that you had with someone when you were on vacation, but you said some things to this one young woman that I thought were very wonderful and I'm sure made her think and very bold. You don't shrink back from saying, you know, are you engaged in this or are you engaged in that? And we want to tell you, or I want to tell you that uh, that's that's not holy and righteous before God and it matters. It matters to God. And I think that's a big deal because I don't some people are just so unmoored and so yeah. unhooked from their lives with their with relationships and mm-hmm. with the Lord and they just don't know and it's very sad. And so to bring them back to the truth and who God is and what he thinks mm-hmm. is very, very important. Tending so you to had that a, holiness. Yeah, yeah. You had a conversation with a young lady and maybe you just want to say a little bit about her I think she was driving you somewhere and I don't know if she was living with her boyfriend or something but you oh. talked to her Oh yeah. Yes. So it, I think there was even a little bit
1: of a language barrier but that didn't stop you. Oh right. I Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I remember that. We um So anyway, yes, there was a language barrier. <laughs> I think it was a German accent. Yeah. <laughs> we were over in Europe, um, George took me on a wonderful anniversary river cruise. And so there was a lot of international people, and uh, this driver was talking to me. And I I did say, I said, well, you know, um, the Bible, always go back to the Bible. It's not my opinion. But That's an important point. It's very important that you say the Holy Scriptures. The Bible says that if you're living with your boyfriend or having sex with your boyfriend—that um, is a sin. That is—that is, you know, a, not adultery. Fornication. That's the word. Fornication. And so, in that, she was kind of like, "You're kidding me." And I go, <laughs> "Oh no, I'm not <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's not a joke to God. I'm just the messenger." Right. But um, you know, it kind of—she uh, was taken back by that. Mm-hmm. And I said, "So, what does it mean for you to this lady?" Mm-hmm. And I said, what that means is, is that it's going to matter at the end of your life where you're going to go. So you have to go to the end point, and that is heaven or hell. And, and that's just a necessary part of the, quote, bad news. But it's really not bad in the sense you can pitch it like you need to know this because you have a soul. Ezekiel 18.4 says, God himself says, every soul is mine. And so when our body fades away and rots in the grave, our soul doesn't, it is going to go somewhere. And that is, that is the, the point. And they need to know that that is truth and that is God's word.
0: And because they get taught so many other erroneous and ridiculous things these days, oftentimes I'll even say this. I'll say, I'll say this to young people. And I know you've said it too. You say, you know, you're not going to hear this from anybody else. The world is going to tell you all of this. And Mm -hmm. you're, You are going to remember that I told you because this is a message that nobody else is telling you. Right. That's true. Because it's God's truth and you're not going to hear it out there, but I'm going to tell you. And I love you
1: enough right? right. to tell you these things. Right. Right. This is a message of care. Mm -hmm. It's a message of care. And um, it's interesting, though, Lynn, um, when you think about people and the world today, it, it's, uh, we used to say the words "It's going to hell in a handbasket," right? But um, but now it's really going to hell it, in a hand. Basket. Yes, <laughs> I, it, it just so many um, yes. in so many different ways. Right. But here here's the thing: we need to be honoring to our to our Savior, to our Redeemer, to our Rescuer, to the Prince of Glory, the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords. We need to. We need to obey him. Right. So he does say, the bottom line for me is this. It's John fourteen fifteen. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, or in some version says, obey my commandments. Either way, keep or obey. If I'm not obeying him and moving out as his slave, doulos, his servant, his slave, um, then I'm no good for anything. I am sinning against Him and cutting myself off from blessing, and um, not walking in the truth and not adorning the gospel of Jesus Christ. I love that
0: too. Adorning, we could we could have part in that. We have the privilege of being part of adorning
1: the gospel. That's right. What kind of and we're doing a good thing that? to this person that's fornicating over here and doesn't think that it's sin because she loves her boyfriend. That's um, that's a lie that many of us have believed.
0: And one of the things, exactly, I mean, my goodness, I think if you were saved any time later than 10 years old. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, we've all been there. So one of the things I love that you said about her, or to her, excuse me, to her, is, and by the way, I want you to know, that God is omniscient, meaning He oh, knows yeah. and sees and hears everything. Not one thing gets by Him, including the thoughts that you're thinking right now. <laughs> right, I'm glad and you i have got to remember love that. that. I love that, and I I've taken that to heart because I think it's an important thing to say. Again, it just keeps their minds going up and up and up. So you mm-hmm. say and it's convicting, uh, whatever, right? Whatever you're thinking, if they're right judging now, me, even if you're judging me, I want you to know <laughs> yeah. that that God is hearing that yeah. he's reading your thoughts and he knows. Yeah. So I think that's helpful uh, in a gospel situation too. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. So why don't we have a little fun? Okay. And let's pretend that we are in a gospel opportunity situation. Or actually, I'm going to, I'm going to roll. We're going to role play and Anna is going to be a shopper. She's just going to come into the store, and I am going to be in the grocery section, and I am going to be um, putting fruit on the counter as a worker there, and she does this often. I think everybody at Gelson's has been given a track by Anna, and so we're going to just do a little role play so you can see the way that she might approach me and a segue that she might use. So uh, we're going to do a little... Acting, a little <laughs> acting, couple of minutes here, and so okay. you can get an idea of how this would go down. So just pretend, pre- pretend you're at the store, and and this is what would go down. So I'm stacking mangoes, Anna. I'm putting mangoes onto the <laughs> onto the display, shelf, onto yeah, the, the display. display. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I say to you, okay, so here I go. Are you finding everything okay?
1: Oh, yes. These mangoes are beautiful and look delicious. And you know, the creator of mangoes is God, very God. And he, he is in the Bible. By the way, um, are you a woman of faith? Um, well, you know,
0: I, I, I uh, yeah, kind of. I mean, I grew up Catholic and so every once in a while I go to church still. I mean, you know, I, yeah, sometimes, you know, my mom likes me to go.
1: <laughs> well, you're certainly doing a great job here. Um, I just wanted to tell you that at our church, it's it's a wonderful um, Bible teaching church that speaks the truth about who God is and who God the Son is. And do you have a, do you have a, are you going to church now or what? No, Where not you... really. I mean, you know what? I don't really get anything out of it. So I kind of stopped. Oh my! Well, you know what? You are there. We have a large church, and you look like you're a collegiate age. And I just want you to know that we have a lot of people your age that are searching and wanting to know the truth about who God is, because there are so many narratives going around that what is the truth? And the truth really begins with Creator God, and it's a beautiful narrative. Uh, evolution is not true. But you may have heard about that. But it's not the true narrative. The true narrative is God as Creator, and He, um, in, the, in the story, starts with God and God the Son, Jesus Christ. In fact, you know, this next week um, we have they call it Easter, but at our church we call it Resurrection Sunday, and it's the whole story about the gospel and how um, beautiful how beautiful God is to have sent His one and only Son, that whoever believes on Him will not perish, but will have everlasting life. And at the end, you're young now, but at the end of your life, you're going to have an opportunity to face God. And I'm hoping that you'll read this gospel track. I know you have to work now because I can't give you the full gospel message, but I would really like to give you a gospel track if you're um, interested, would you be willing to read this gospel tract? It's the true story about God and the work of Jesus Christ and who he is.
0: Yes, sure. I'll read that.
1: Okay. I'd love to give it to you. And on the back here is an invitation from me to you to come to our church. And if, and I'll put my phone number down. If you want to call me, I'll, I'll meet you at at our campus and you could bring a friend if you even want to bring a friend but just come and see what a bible teaching church looks like so i just want you to know that there's more truth so much more truth even than this track but it's absolutely the greatest message on earth that you could ever hear ever it's life-changing it's it's magnificent it's majestic it's really unbelievable but you must believe it you must believe it I beg you to believe it. Yeah.
0: You see, I love that. I love that, Anna. See, even one of the things that you said in part of the segue is, and she said that I'm collegiate age. Now, that of course she was pretending that I was somebody else entirely because I am fifty something. <laughs> of course, I was. <laughs> but but you but, look
1: you look young. Lynn.
0: But but the thing that's great is that that's part of it. She she says, you look this age or what have you, and we have, see that making that connection. We have a lot of young people at our church that are hearing this word too and are coming to faith and understanding and learning who Jesus is. Now yes. that's going to spark me if I'm... 23 years old and I, that sounds interesting Mm -hmm. and I need some friends or I'd like some new friends or, you know, maybe looking for perhaps getting married or something. I mean, whatever, however God uses any of those things. So it's taking the situation, whether it be mangoes and saying (laughs) God is because he is in all and he, he is in all. So you can use that. And say these beautiful mangoes created by God. He's so creative. And I just would love to talk to you more about him. Mm -hmm. And so that's- Introduce you to him. Introduce you to him. Mm -hmm. So she she brought those things together and then gave this rousing invitation and made God's beauty come alive and compel the
1: person listening. And we can do that. We can. We can do that. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's in your heart yeah. to do that. And, and that's part of, I would say, the adorning and the adoring. Adorning it and adoring Christ for what he's done for us. And then that becomes effusive. That comes out of you. And you know we, we're to be the joy bugs, the, the joyous ones, because we have been saved. But people that are stuck in their sin are just getting through. They're just getting by.
0: That's and, so true.
1: And and they're really just dragging around. They and, really are. And, and they, I hardly ever see unbelievers really joyful. They're just, it's, it's just, it's sad. Right. So right. we will look, by contrast, quite different. I think that is another very, very important point.
0: God has given us so many things to true. grab
1: onto to make a segue. We are without excuse. We are. We're without excuse. And so I just say, ladies... We too much, is, too much has been given, much is required, and in a joyful way, we have so much. We we are headed to heaven. No matter what the opposition is, our destiny is glory. It's just mind boggling, but it is truth. And there's so many people that don't have that um, just inspiring knowledge. It's just inspiring and elevating, and even to sisters in christ that are moms they need to be radiating that um, joy of the gospel in the home with their children because they're the gospel ambassador there they forget and this is a segue i know but children are a heritage from the lord they're a heritage from the lord and they're gods the soul of those children are gods
0: amen we
1: think we own our children and that's a lie that's not true. And so I think it would sober women to know, the women that do have children, to know that their words are going to be held accountable by God for how they're wooing their children in the word and with adorning the gospel but also with their mouth and their actions of how they're treating God's children. Right. In the home. Absolutely. What a great point. I mean, that's where it starts. If you're it, a believing
0: woman and you have children, it yes. starts mm-hmm. in the home. You are got- so God's guard evangel- evangelizing yeah. those little ones. From the grocery from store
1: all the way all the way home. <laughs> all the way home. With those
0: little and little ones. That's a real example too. It's it's salt and light when you have children and you're a Christian, and people see you interacting with your kids very differently yeah. than the world does. Yes. That is something. And there's also, may I just add? I thought of another segue that I've seen you do and use before. You will maybe speak to the little one, or you will comment on the baby, or you will say something to the child. Say if you're in the store mm-hmm. and there's a two year old or what have you, mm-hmm. you will I'll say, strike up a conversation. You'll strike up a conversation with the mom, mm-hmm. maybe, or even just say, "Oh." Oh, you just, look at those, look at the wonderful way you just obeyed your mommy. That is so pleasing to God Almighty.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And you get a stunned look from the mother. And it's wonderful, though, because you're praising the, you know, the little one,
1: which catches her attention,
0: reinforcing obedience. And then there's a segue. Mm -hmm. You might be able to invite her. yeah. Yeah.
1: That's Mm -hmm, right, mm -hmm. and talk about. We have a great children's program. We have a great
0: children's program, and don't we all want to offer uh, better parents Mm -hmm. and learn to raise our children, you know, with a more God honoring way or whatever? I mean, who's going to say no to that? So at least you can you can say those things. That's another thing you can do, right? Absolutely. Take those opportunities
1: going down the aisle,
0: and just briefly on this on this track that uh, the story track, the story track that Anna was talking about. Uh, which is is good because what you can do too is say, just to give them that example is, these are the four most important questions that any person could ask. How did it all begin? That's creation. What went wrong? That's the fall and rebellion. Is there any hope? Everybody needs hope. That's the rescue. That's Jesus. And then what will the future Hold, and that's restoration and eternal life. And so you can just say that. You can hold it up. I'm holding it up. You can't see because this is just audio and not (laughs) YouTube. But you can hold it up. and That's why it's so important. uh, Yep. And you can move through those just
1: briefly and then hand them this word of life. But we, the ones who have the gospel, drive the conversation. Absolutely. And you need to say the scripture is truth. And I've said recently, I'm saying this is a fact. Gently, lovingly, kindly, but unequivocally with God confidence. God confidence. Thank you so much,
0: Anna. That was delightful yet again. And we will be back together to talk about boldness and courage. We're going to do some studies in some great characters of the Bible that we are going to look at that are going to help embolden us and help us run with courage and vigor into these days that are facing us so Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening until next time it's been a joy